Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Bright Lights, good to be with you today. I am doing this podcast from vacation on the site of the beautiful Sandusky area. Uh, we are enjoying a Lake Erie vacation, beautiful beaches, island fun kayaking, Cedar Point, which is a world-class amusement park, and it's just been a lot of fun. I thought this was a great time to explore time management from the point of view of self-care because self-care is something that we so often leave towards last. We make it priority zero. It's the thing we do if we have time, which let's face it is often, frankly, never. And I'm guilty of this myself. I mean, actually, this particular vacation for me was something I had a lot of resistance around because I've just recently, in the last few weeks, gotten several new projects and all kinds of stuff going on with ACHA and being president this year, I have to handle. And it just seemed like this vacation couldn't come at worst time because of everything that was going on. I even had to have a client meeting today while I'm on vacation at 7 a.m. Thank you very much. Then I thought, you know, rather than being in resistance to it, this is actually the perfect time to take a vacation, right? And this is something that is a constant battle that I deal with. I have to be very self-aware. I have to very consciously overcome the feeling of guilt or fear of missing out. And I thought, what a perfect, perfect way to talk about self-care as we continue our time management conversation over the last few episodes. You know, it can feel a lot of the time like the body is a burden for us, especially creative people. We can be very much in our heads and it feels like we just have this meat suit we have to drag along that is slowing us down. If only it didn't get sick or need rest or have problems that we need to address. What more could we be doing? And today I want to invite you to understand that as human beings, we are a system and our body is part of that system. So last time we talked about how the mind is part of that creative system. Today we're going to talk about the body because when we ignore the signals our body sends us, when we live in our heads and push and push and push through the pain, through the exhaustion, what we're actually doing is creating 
a stress response in our body. And I know you are all familiar with fight or flight and the fact that biologically, it was designed when there was a real physical danger that we needed to physically escape from. Sure, that burst of adrenaline and cortisol helped you get away from the tiger and you burned those hormones up escaping. Then you rested and restored yourself. Well, in modern life, we are not running from a tiger. Instead, we're suffering chronic stress from things like deadlines, burying our children all over the place, trying to manage life and work, trying to handle demanding clients, and the list goes on. Problem is that we are not burning off those hormones because there isn't a physical threat in front of us. So they're staying in our system. And when we experience stress chronically, we're getting cascades of those hormones. And the thing is, the stress response is about survival. To survive, our body diverts resources to physical capabilities of fighting or escaping. It does things like dilate your blood vessels, divert higher level thinking, turn off the immune system, which is really not relevant if your death is imminent. And while all of that is fine if you needed to physically respond to a threat, when you don't, and the stress is constant, imagine the long-term negative effects it has on your health, your well-being, your mental health, and your creativity because the very things you most need to be able to access for problem solving get shut off when your body thinks it is responding to stress. We're not only sabotaging ourselves, we're poisoning our bodies with these stress hormones. And that really needs to stop. Don't believe me, recent research in 2020 by the Institute of Medicine's Committee on Sleep Medicine and Research has shown sleep deprivation causes severe cognitive impairment and physical illness because it disrupts our circadian cycle. It makes it take longer to do things while being more likely to make mistakes and be forgetful. So that's a huge time management fail when you think you're making more time by pushing yourself. And I just want to make that really, really clear to everyone because culturally we wear as a badge of honor this idea of overwork, overachieving, overperforming, but it isn't good for us on so, so, so many levels. I want to remind you all of an interview I did back in March, and I will put the podcast link in the show notes with Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, who is a expert on rest. Rest isn't just about taking a nap. Rest is about 
restoration of our system, our physical system. Rest includes emotional rest, spiritual rest, creative rest. So what are you doing to acknowledge the things that are burning you out, the things that are creating stress in your life and either eliminating them or providing an antidote to them so that your parasympathetic nervous system, the reset, the reset to all of this fight or flight sympathetic nervous system response can have a chance to kick in. If you don't restore, you are basically taking if you were to imagine a water tank, right, and you have a spigot and you can turn the spigot on full blast until you run out of water. And let's assume the tank only refills at a certain rate. Well, if you leave the spigot open, you might get a trickle and then a few drops, but you're never going to get the full flow until you turn the tap off and let the tank fill up again. And it is just like that with our bodies. When we don't restore, the flow coming out of us is a trickle and a drip. It isn't our full flow and it isn't efficient. Imagine trying to fill a glass of water from that trickling drip, it would take forever. Whereas if you let the tank fill up, it would happen very quickly. Really want you to visualize that because we do have limited resources and our bodies are cyclical and we need the ability to let the reset part of our physical system, of our endocrine system kick in or every hormone in our body becomes off balance. We can suffer things like PTSD, anxiety, depression, in addition to diseases like diabetes, heart disease, hypertension. So this is a very real thing. Self-care matters. I really want to impress on you that not only is it important, but that it will help you do better. I know what you're going to say next is, I feel worse after learning this because I don't feel like I can do anything about my burnout. That is actually one of the hallmarks of burnout is that sense of hopelessness that there really isn't anything that you can do. While you can intellectually say, oh yeah, I agree, self-care, it's important, different kinds of rest, got it. You don't feel like you ever can say yes to self-care. That is really a boundary problem. And most people who are burned out struggle with implementing boundaries. And the reason that happens is because we want people to like us. We want the validation that we're doing the right thing, that we're solving the problem, that we're being responsive to the needs of others. We're essentially caught and creative people are especially, especially susceptible to this. 
being caught in a people-pleasing trap, feeling that you can't say no. And today, I want to make sure you understand that not only can you say no, but you should say no. Implementing boundaries is really a communication skill. What are your expectations around self-care? If they're zero, you're not going to communicate them as a priority. On the other hand, if you say they are a non-negotiable, you're going to have a different conversation. All it takes is communicating with other people and they will respect your boundaries. The reason that it feels like you're being pulled in a million different directions is because you haven't set any limits. So each individual person going to you does not know the totality of the asks and demands on your time. They only know about their issue, their project. It's up to you to balance that totality and to feel empowered to say no. When we don't, we set ourselves up for utter crazy making. And I had to deal with this myself recently. A client changed a meeting time and the project manager I was working with didn't check the team's schedule before saying yes. Felt like, and so many of us are in this position, that if the client says jump, you say how high instead of I'll check and get back to you. Now, if the client can change a date because it doesn't work for them, of course, it is more than reasonable for a project manager to communicate to the client, I'll check that date with my team and get back to you. But this individual felt the pressure to say yes. And guess what? The time didn't work for me. I had to hold the boundary around that because the other thing on my schedule was not something that could be moved or changed. I actually had to completely rework travel plans around this meeting, getting into town a whole day earlier just so I could honor my other commitments. Well, I did hold the boundary of what was not negotiable. This extra time away from home and traveling is only adding more stress, right? Just because someone else didn't know how to feel good about their boundaries. And this happens all the time. I see it endemic in creative professions, especially with architects. But if we want balance, we have got to carve out that time the same way we would a client meeting. And we cannot give up on ourselves. We cannot sacrifice that self-care time on the altar of work. Most people feel like they couldn't possibly do it, but honestly, most clients are more than understanding and accommodating of this. They're dealing with the exact same issues you are. Simply being able to communicate what is and what is not possible is a game changer 
in making sure you have the time you need to honor your work commitments without trying to double book yourself or juggle things as well as the time that you need for self-care. I hope this episode was helpful for you and I would love to hear your thoughts as you implement this about your struggles with particularly tricky boundaries you might be dealing with because I know this is a huge, huge challenge. We don't feel like we're being a team player when we say no or we're worried that we're going to look bad or people won't like us. So we really struggle and hesitate with making our yes a yes and our no a no. I really feel that we need as a profession to change our thinking around this. If you did enjoy this or you know someone who would benefit from this information, pass it along, share your stories on Instagram. I would love to interact with you more around this topic and hear what you're doing for self-care and rest. Stay tuned for Time Builder. It will be out very soon and discuss a lot of these issues even more. And it is a workbook style book. So in addition to giving you the content, There are some exercises included in the book that you can do so that it can help you get a little more in touch with where you are on these issues so that you can better implement the tips and the strategies in the book. I can't wait for you all to read it. I am going to go back to my vacation, but take care for now and I will see you next time. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired.